the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time for the Steak for Breakfast podcast. It's Friday, December 31st, 2021, and this is the People's Podcast. This is Steak for Breakfast. Smokey, this is not Nam. This is bowling. There are rules. Today, Junior! America! Steak. For breakfast! So stand by! Harassing. Imagine going to court with no trial. Lifestyle cruising blue Bahama waters. No welfare supporters. More conscious of the way we raise our daughters. They this episode of the podcast is brought to you, as always, by Man Rubs. You can find them at manrubs.com and on Instagram, manrubs. Rubs, barbecue tools, blowtorches, t shirts, coffee cups. All around barbecue related gear, whether you're spicing up the grill or the neighborhood, making barbecue great again. Mm. Use the code STEAK15 for 15% off. Also brought to you by Stay Ready Gear. They're at stayreadygear.com and on Instagram, stayreadygearusa. Holsters, custom Kydex, mag carriers, tourniquet carriers, on and off duty gear. Need something custom? They can make it. Use the code STEAK for 5% off. Don't get ready. Stay ready. No way better to ring in the new year than with a good night's sleep. Our newest partner... Mike Lindell and my pillow are offering their largest sales of the season. And a promo code STEAK at checkout for big, huge savings. Thank you. You can find them at mypillow.com forward slash steak or via the telephone. Talk to a pillow representative at 1 800 658 8045. The top tier of ear gear. Can be found at odyssey.com. Jealously looking at Noah right now and his futuristic one of ones. Very nice. They're fancy. Are they sound, comfy? Sound amazing. Angelic, even? Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't garrison me there. No. Not with Odyssey. Mm. You get what you pay for, whether you're potting, gaming, ruling the world, or doing whatever. In the audio department, take care of the ears. Odyssey.com, Facebook, and Instagram. There are some of us who did not receive firearms for Christmas. Me. Me. It's never too late to get one, though. Mike's newly redesigned website at West Coast Survival Arms. Easy to navigate. Been servicing Southern California for over a decade. He's got a five-star rating. And he's a licensed FFL. Let's just say your mom did buy you one, but she lives in a different state. For a low, low price, he'll take care of that for you. West Coast Survival Arms.com, Facebook Messenger, or via the telephone, 619-870-6992. Our first responders are working extremely hard this holiday season. Whether you're plugging gunshot wounds, issuing Narcan, or repping out some chest compressions. Or reissuing Narcan. Again and, and again. again. 
and again. MediocreMedic.com is where you can get all your first responder gear, off-duty sweatshirts, t-shirts, flip-flops, fanny packs, and more on duty stickers patches we love them mediocremedic.com pretty fire ig last but certainly not least dumpbox.us let's say you missed the uncle eddie duck from christmas vacation marvin harry both from home alone and santa skeleton duck you still have chance to get in for just one more tonight get on facebook find dumpbox.us Get in the drop. Instagram, dumpbox.us, zero fucks duck. Get that top tier gear taken care of. Friends, don't forget to find us on Instagram at Steak for Podcast Breakfast. There you'll find a link tree that'll take you to all our social medias, the Telegram, and more. And on that note, welcome. New Year's Eve edition, Friday edition, Steak for Breakfast podcast. Episode 95. I'm Roan. Noah's here. What's up? Just as tired as I am, apparently. Yep. Antoinette's joined us. I'm here, guys. How are you? And coming in today to do the news with us on this New Year's Eve edition. He's the host of the Great Divide podcast and coming back to Steak for Breakfast. Mr. Alan Jacoby, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure, sir. How are you doing? Doing all right. Just wrapping up another ridiculous year in bizarro world you know looking forward to next year tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) i bet it's going to be so different yeah i I was just showing noah that meme from that southern dude that he put out there before and it's like me wondering if 2022 is going to be any different from 2021 it's the part we're in they're in the courtroom and he's like exactly the same (laughs) it's just on repeat and i'm like But true, it, it's looking that way, especially in, in my neck of the woods. I feel like we're in a, re, a rewind to back to 2020 with these ridiculous mandates and just these these Democrats running amok in New York. It's just uh, I don't know. I don't know. Midterms. It's going to be interesting. Well, yeah, it's, it's nice that you mentioned that. Let's, let's talk about that real quick. Why don't you give our listening audience who aren't in the tri-state area a little perspective into what's going on in New York right now? Well, we have an unelected uh, tyrannical governor, uh, Kathy Hochul. We got one of those, too. (laughs) (laughs) Technically, you're not lying. Technically, they are. Worse than Cuomo. How'd that recall go? Kathy Hochul's worse than Cuomo. She's like Cuomo in a dress. She has her one fantastic gold chain. <laughs> vaccinated or some shit. Like yeah, that. it says vaxxed oh, on it. I can't even believe it. She how, says, if you how, don't did our, get... how did our recall go? He got more popular. Yeah, true, 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 true. She literally said that Kathy Hochul, she said, uh, if you're not vaccinated or, or choose not to get vaccinated, you're going against God. That's oh. what she said in, oh. on, at a podium. Oh, like God. she's. The leader of this yeah, ridiculous I, rem- cult. I remember that. It was so weird. Yeah, I was my, like, what the my, hell my religious exemption would about? say otherwise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No religious exemptions. They they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. Um, <clears throat> they are actually uh, today, some of the state universities and city universities, they uh, she just came down because uh, she has some emergency powers, I, I, I guess. She said in order to, for them to come back for the uh, the semester, they all have to go and get their boosters. Mm. Any any student in the SUNY in the city or state uh, universities have to get their booster. And uh, the there are some schools 
that are going to be requiring uh, tests to come back. Uh, the superintendents are all, you know, up the governor's ass about oh, what are we going to do about school reopening? I mean, look at D.C. D.C. is apparently going remote yep. for the rest of the of the semester. Mm. And they had the they had the indoor mask mandate, which I think it's over a dozen counties in New York are refusing to enforce mine. One of them, uh, which is great, but they just extended the mask uh, indoor mandate uh, until February 1st. It was supposed to be till January 15th. And small businesses are being used, you know, as, as, as they're like pariahs. They, they, they don't know what to do. Should we enforce it? Should we not enforce it? Is the Department of Health going to come in? Is the state liquor authority going to come in like they did in 2020 and fine us all twenty five thousand dollars? It's insane. It's insanity. It's insanity. Complete. But but AOC, we have we have a, this this surge of, of, of covid, the positive tests because everybody's standing on line with no symptoms getting tested. Right. And AOC is with her white boyfriend hanging out in Miami, drinking yeah. martinis, maskless. So I hope she's enjoying herself. Well, yes. talk, well, while she was talking shit about Ted Cruz going across yeah. the border, running away. Yep. Yep. yep while yep. she's basically doing the same. Seems like she's doing just fine in Big Dick Ronland. Yeah. So <laughs> I heard it's lovely this time or of year. Ron Dick Island. Yeah, or Ron Dick Island, either or depending on who our guest is. Yeah, so it sounds pretty uh, continued dystopian in New York, in the tri-state yeah. area. I did see that the, the mayor put out a press release this week that said that the mandates and the things of that nature, the closures and the vax passport things, mm-hmm. it's not going to change under his administration. I'd like right. to see him try to hold that line. He's, they're already making it pretty difficult for him to get down the street without tomato in his car and stuff like that. So we'll just have to it. see. But uh, not looking pretty good. I, I did see no. some, you know, out here in California, I did see some literature come home at the end of the semester before Christmas break for my kids, and they were they haven't voted on sending rapid tests home, like at the end of the school week. There's a rabies outbreak now, and then midweek. <laughs> but I, I, you know, the way I'm looking at the email is, is that you take the test at home and then you bring it to school the next day. Well, problem solved. I've already had COVID. I'm never getting it again. So I'll just rapid test the inside of my nose and send both of my kids to school with it every day so they can go fuck themselves. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and I also ordered some of the what, free- you talking about for antibodies or something? Well, stop it. I've also ordered some of the free government ones. So as soon as I get them, I could throw them directly into the garbage. <laughs> nice. You yes. know, they, they those, were are those giving- the Obama tests? <laughs> you get a free Obama phone with every rapid <laughs> test. So... Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty bad. Safe to say things within the government right now and overall in the country are still an absolute big shit show. And a lot of that stems from, you know, the whole covid narrative that started before 2020, but really shut the world down during. And it looks like, you know, I saw this week the administration put a down payment on some factories that haven't even started being built yet that are going to be producing vaccines all the way up until 2025 oh gosh yeah Mm. so they're gonna be making them until the efficacy tests are over until we're all dead (laughs) so are they gonna be manufacturing microchips too yeah oh those are next they're just gonna be blow darting (laughs) microchips into the sides of our neck and stuff no those would be amazon drones that would be delivering those oh yeah there you go stand still so i can chip you (laughs) don't move we're or what about mosquitoes. those like freaky looking dogs? Those I think they were testing them out in New York or where wherever the hell it was. 
Oh, the robot dogs. Yeah, that shit fucking creeped me out. I was <laughs> like, if if one of them came up to me, I'd probably shoot it. Like, yeah, no those shit. those are scary. I like dogs too. <laughs> I like yeah. the, I like the fail video. Of those dogs when they try to get them to like walk on something narrow, or people like push them over and see how fast they can get yeah. up. Yeah, it's not gonna be as funny when they have laser beams mounted to their foreheads. So, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> dogs with freaking laser beams. <sighs> but it's pretty safe to say that this year has been a remix of 2020, and where things in a lot of places you would think they were getting better, whether it come down to things like getting a disposition on the 2020 presidential election, you know, hitting some of these major elites with uh, some exposure like the Jelaine Maxwell case. And, you know, you could pretty much name it. It's just been to be continued uh, in almost every case. And, uh, you know, it just kind of seems that we really need to uh, not lose focus on why, you know, we're all in the game right now and uh, what the stakes are if we want to get some of the dispositions we're really hoping for here. And that goes, you know, everything from exposing some of these elites and mm -hmm. uh, getting to the disposition of the 2020 presidential election and the root causes of COVID, you know, we, a lot of it is not white rage. Well, white rage, of course, it's always first. White How dare rage. you? But, um, you know, it's one of those things where you really have to just, there's just, you get so complacent because there's no concrete finish. It all just seems like it's a finish and then a new start, uh, you know, a new road to lead you down. And uh, if you aren't look, looking both forward and back, or if you're only looking to the side, you might just wind up getting lost along the way or hit by a truck. Yeah, that too. So why are they? I, why are they? The last few days, why are they to, uh, harping on Fauci's uh, inflated retirement package? Why all of a sudden are they talking about that? Yeah, that's a good idea. A quick question. Cause I was what, are you, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on that? I'm, I'm really, because I'm like, all right, all of a sudden they're talking about his retirement package and he's going to have a $350,000 a year pension. $355,000. Right. Oh, they added. Okay. They, they, oh, now, now it's more. I, I know he's the highest paid uh, in history, government right? official, right? Yeah. In but history. Why, why all of a sudden are we talking about retirement packages? I mean, I think he's like 80 years old, right? Maybe 80, 81, yeah. something like that. He's 81. Is he? Is this is he going to are they going to segue him out now? Is this is this yeah. he's going to retire? And if, if so, who's going to replace him? You know, yeah, that's a, a good Fauci point. clone younger. <laughs> well, for them to put any kind of emphasis on the midterms right now, he's like, technically, I'm still retired. So I get that money, even though I'm a clone. True. Based right. off of poll numbers <laughs> and the recent covid disaster, including Joe Biden saying that there is no federal response after most of us told him that two years ago. Um, you, he's one of the figures that are going to have to get phased out here. A lot of people at the NIH and the CDC and the FDA have already either been fired or stepped down like Peter Daszak and p people like that. Um, sure. it, it'd be interesting to see if moving forward, we see him and Rochelle Walensky getting kind of ushered off into the, some people would call it sunset. I'm more hoping for like a pit full of flames, mm. uh, which is where they, yeah. both of them belong. Um, but before we get into COVID, Let's talk about a little bit of dysfunction in our uh, government, you know, and, and, and what was this year. We saw a lot of it from the uh, Joe Biden administration or lack thereof. You know, mm. you, you've been served a heap and helping of either completely non-equipped idiots put into like the top tier cabinet positions like Pete Buttigieg, et cetera. And then revenge hires like Merrick Garland and uh, 
you know, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, who, you know, pretty much they've had their run. They both were shunned at some point for major positions under other administrations. And now, because no one's really controlling anything from inside the Oval Office or the remote one they seem to only do press conferences in, um, <laughs> you know, these guys have pretty much allowed the minions under them to just do whatever they want. Well, I think a lot of it is at the direction of people like Susan Rice, Eric Holder, Comey, Clapper, yeah. Brennan, probably even some Hillary Clinton. Now she's made herself a lot more prevalent in the news lately. And, uh, you know, it's only the American people, especially the mil- middle class, hardworking families that are feeling it the most because that's what they want to destroy. It lines up with that 2030 agenda and all of that globalist, you know, Davos shit. And, uh, mm. but that's only one part of it. I think another big component of it, we started to touch on it a little bit last week when we had uh, Andrew McCarthy, who's running in New York 23 on, and he touched on the administrative deep state as kind of like a two-pronged thing that slows up any kind of administration, especially ones like Trump's in 2016 and now Biden's in 2020, where you had control of everything. And you would think it's just smooth sailing. And we found out really quick that, you know, Trump had a lot of people who were working against him. Uh, The Speaker of the House was one of them. At some points, it was probably his vice president, who even though was his running mate, was extremely establishment. You had everybody from Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell pushing back. But then it's like the administrative facet of that. There's the career appointees and unelected officials who work in government. We've talked about it. Amanda Milia shined some light on it with us two months ago. And then uh, Andrew McCarthy brought it back up. Patrick Witt, who's coming on our show next week, is also a specialist in this. And basically you're talking about tens of thousands of people who work in government who have no boss in extremely high paying positions that when, like, the president tells a cabinet member, this is the agenda, this is what we get done, he gives it to people that could slow it down to a fucking molasses crawl. And that's basically what we keep hearing as we talk to all these former Trump administration officials, those who worked in the cabinet and in the biggest departments of our government, what happened? And there's just no regulating them. There's no, can't really hire or fire them. You could move them around, but there's so many of them, and then they all have minions. It's it's almost impossible to kind of get around. Not only do you have to have control of the House and the Senate and the executive branch, you have to have such a majority that's on the same page that all of their staffers are kind of getting in the way of the ones that are, you know, basically in place to slow it down. And it becomes a huge just bog. And I guess what you would call and is often referenced as the swamp. A lot of people don't understand that. That's the way the government works. You know, they think president, cabinet, major agencies like DOJ and stuff like that. And then House and Senate, they don't realize that all of these people that are in the House and Senate walk around with, what, 5, 10, 12, 15. Nancy Pelosi walks around with a little army behind her. Mm-hmm. All yeah. of these people are doing things. Mm-hmm. If your guy's not in power or if the guy that's in power isn't doing stuff, let's just say, as progressively as you'd like, they just slow it down and it never happens. Yep. So, you know, and it, and it goes all the way down to, like, stuff, border safety and stuff like that. You see a lot of bureaucratic red tape and not making America great again. Oof, a lot man. of making America open again. Making America worse again. Yeah. So, and then you get back to, like, the face value of it, the people who are on TV. Nancy Mace, South Carolina won. 
Originally Trump endorsed. Mm-hmm. Didn't probably read his dossier on her and do his homework. Oops. Spoiler <laughs> alert, she had voted for impeachment. Her primary challenger, now again endorsed by Trump, Lynn's Piper Loomis, will be joining us on January 21st. But Nance, not Pelosi, Mace, took to the airwaves this week. She appeared at once on Fox News and in the same day on CNN, believe it or not. Same person, Republican House member. I want you guys to listen to this first audio clip and tell me if you could hear the difference. I can't think of one good thing that President Biden has done for this country in his first year in office. Unless, of course, uh, I had to have a, a, a vaccination to enter in all of those countries. I've had four COVID tests in the last seven days. Um, and so the Biden administration is taking, I believe, safe steps to keep the American people safe as we work through the challenges ahead. Same night, two different networks. On Fox <laughs> News, I can't think of one good thing this Biden administration has done, period, and then talk shit about him. Within the hour, jumps on CNN and talks about all the great things he's done with COVID. Oh. Yeah. Same fucking person. It's not surprising, though. They, no, you know? it's, it's not. Yeah. But, yeah. But, but a lot of people don't understand, like, they could even put it out there so much that, because you know how it's like these retards won't watch this both fucking channels. I guarantee they won't watch them. the oh, shows yeah. are right next to each other. If they're watching Tucker, they're definitely watching Hannity. Right. You know? So if, if they're getting all worked up with Tucker, they want to continue the boomer sweatage into Hannity. They're <laughs> never going to jump over to Don Lemon and see her say this. And right. then these people need to be removed period primary oh, gone out of existence. And, and there's a lot yeah. more shining light. I, I think by finding the rhinos and whatever you would call the rhino equivalent of a Democrat, probably just like a non-progressive Democrat, right? A moderate Democrat is probably, yeah, less of a scumbag. Um, You know, it's this year where we took a lot of focus on to really pointing these people out. Number one, probably because until Trump came along, there was a lot more bipartisanship because the media was allowed to turn him into the polarizing figure. He wasn't, um, a lot of his agenda never got done. And it's only because of the media, because when you look at the results of the things that he was actually able to bang out world peace across the globe, energy independence, best economy ever, all the red tape and regulations gone borders safer than ever before child trafficking and and sexual trafficking and human smuggling eradicated from the borders, like to the 90th percent to where they had teams that were allowed to like, go around the world now like the shit you only see in movies and start going after the people who were like organizing this stuff instead of just trying to stop it from coming into the country. Uh And you have people like this. How does that lady go home and look at herself in the fucking mirror every day? Like what does she do for this country? You know, it's just one of those things. This year was really about maybe not getting to dispositions on a whole bunch of things that we really wanted to see happen, but shining light on things to help us get there in the future. I, I think that's a large component of it, at least in my opinion, that I've seen start to get the wheels turning in the right direction again. Because after they rigged and stole the election, and then the disaster that was Stop the Steal afterwards, they parlayed that into a FBI-created January 6th and, you know, killed any relevancy or anybody who wanted to really speak on that at the top levels in the womb. And you're talking about... Ken Paxson and his huge Supreme Court filing, and then all the House 
representatives and senators, there were dozens of them that were ready to send those electors back to their states to figure it the fuck out. Now we're almost a year out of there, definitely since the election and November 7th when they called it now, to where it's going to take so long to get back to those dispositions if we have one. I mean, we still have. I, I heard the girl, the lady who was in Colorado that showed up at Mike Lindell's Cyber Symposium who said that she had like 29 servers wiped and that there's a good chance that Donald Trump won Colorado. And ever since then, like the FBI and local and state, you know, law enforcement agencies have been making her life hell because she blew the whistle on this stuff. She went into like QC her own work in her state and she's like, where the fuck is all this stuff? It's gone. 29 servers are wiped. You're supposed to keep that stuff for 22 months. That's weird. Super weird. That's like something out of a movie. <laughs> but, you know, that's suspicious. That's, that's kind of where we're at right now. I, I really do feel like we're, we're in more of a shining the light on things, period, than getting a disposition on, period. Uh, w- yeah. w- with our eyes kind of starting to focus down the road a little bit because, listen, at the end of the day, the sun sets, and every morning it's another day. It's not like you, you can't put days back in the toothpaste tube, right? So, I wish you could sometimes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> not some of the ones that we've had lately, though. Yes. Um, one who has been talking about the future, if you will, Matt Gates. I think he's definitely matured a lot this year. I mean, I think ever since like the inception of this show, I at least have nicknamed him the Pussy Slayer because he used to be just a stud up on Capitol Hill. He'd always be with a different gal, and he'd always, you know, be hanging out with the in crowd and going to all these parties and stuff. And then, you know, he got himself a woman that grounded him. It seems like probably some of the upper people in the uh, Freedom Caucus and probably some of the seniors in the Senate sat him down and said, "Listen." Good-looking dude, you know your shit. You come from a district where you're going to win forever. Do you want to either like be part of this, or do you want to keep going out and like being party boy and stuff like that? And it seems like he's really matured as a elected official a lot, you know, over the course of this year. And I think a lot of what he believed in, but maybe wasn't really doing himself, probably got lost when Trump didn't get reelected. Yeah. You know, you know, Trump had like different cabinet positions and he was going to have, you know, presidential appointees that he was going to put into big places. Who knows if Gates was in the there was talks of it. But, you know, then you have to go back to fucking work and work under Joe Biden in a minority in both the House and, and Senate. So he weighed in at a party. He wasn't partying. It was a gala. So he wasn't party boying. <laughs> You're allowed to party if it's a gala. Yeah, but he's he's talking about some of the changes that are happening up there on Capitol Hill and some of the things that he would like to see heading into the midterms and after. Let's kind of hear him weigh in on this right now. Convert every committee in the Congress to an oversight committee. And I wouldn't select chairman for committees based on who'd been there the longest or who was able to launder lobbyists and pack money to the leadership. I'd pick the people who were capable at dogged, fair, determined oversight. And I think every committee has an investigation they should be running. And this is a stark contrast to like the Paul Ryan vision of a Republican majority with a Democrat president. In the, in the Ryan years, they would pass all these bills, they would get Obama to veto them, and then they would claim that as some sort of moral victory. Yep. And then when we got power and we had Trump in the White House, they wouldn't put the same bills on Trump's desk. So I don't want to go through kind of the performative legislative practice. Joe Biden's not going to sign any bill of consequence that we pass, and the Senate wouldn't take it up anyway. So why not use the committee process to expose the truth to the American people and how these terrible choices the Biden administration's making is actually making their lives worse? 
right now, the way you become a committee chairman, Republican or Democrat, is that the special interests who lobby your committee want you. And so they go and fund your ambitions, you pay. and then the chairman become captive to those special interests. And they want bills. You know, they want to wrap the apparatus of government around their particular business model. And so I would ditch seniority as an organizing principle of selecting leadership, and I would construct a steering committee that would say to people who want to be chairman, come forward and identify the investigations you want to run. I'm on the Judiciary Committee. I think nothing is more dangerous right now than the weaponization of the Justice Department against people who show up at school board meetings. Because that paves the way for such a broad political targeting, the likes of which we've never seen before. So that's when I'd like to run. So it's good to hear him yeah. kind of like mature it up. Yeah, definitely. And really talk about, you know, the difference. And it's good too, you know, one of those big components is on getting those committees is like having the good lobby groups behind you and then paying your dues. It, it's widely known that Matt Gates is one of those people that doesn't pay shit. If you ever see on Twitter when he hits those, you know, those Twitter spaces going and he'll be in there with like Mike Collins, Sabatini, Joe Kent, uh, Gosar will jump in a couple of them. Dude, they'll talk shit about in the House and Senate for hours. And uh, I, I yeah. was listening this past Thanksgiving and he was talking about, he's like, I don't pay anything. I don't pay my fucking dues for any. He's like, what does it go to? It goes to, you know, committees where they just have the people who want bills to get passed to pay the people who are running the committees to, you know, run investigations that only their opponents and stuff, you know, get their stuff knocked out. It's not any kind of oversight and it's not legitimate. So he, right. he he's very open about that stuff and he, he wants to see some changes. And so would I, I mean, I, I think the only thing, going on with the midterms unless it's an overwhelming supermajority is going to be stopping the current agenda probably getting some stuff done on the border um and that goes you know straight down the list human trafficking drug stuff and then the illegal migration into the united states you probably see the house and senate work with a lot more governors who are on the border I, i'm pretty sure carrie lake's going to get you know, uh, arizona. elected in arizona she's up by a considerable margin it's double digits yeah. and then you would have to think that uh, she was solid. Yeah, she's, she really is. Texas is going to either reelect Greg Abbott or find somebody more conservative than him. I, I wouldn't hate Alan West. Um, I, I think he's a pretty solid contender down there. He definitely is all about border security when it comes to the drug, the human trafficking and the, the sexual exploitation of women and minors. Yeah. And, and I'd like to see him kind of uh, maybe give that a run. I mean, somebody with a strong military background like him, he knows what, border security is all about so it's, it's one of those things where we have to just kind of look moving forward you just have to have your head on a swivel it's like you can't continue to just bitch about 2020 and 2021 right. and then have the blinders on when 2022 literally starts tomorrow and right. you know when when the sun comes up so it's it's one of those things where it just makes the workload a little bit heavier you cannot forget the things that are important but at the same time you have to be able to, uh, you know, start to make adjustments so that moving forward, we continue to strengthen and fortify our elections with conservative oversight and poll watchers and, and, you know, get out these machines in states where we can get them out to get those numbers back down to fucking where they're supposed to be so we get accurate counts and not this inflated bullshit. Every time I see Joe Biden talk, I still can't wrap my brain around how people who make a lot more money than me and are in more prominent positions. Don't go on TV 24 hours a day and be like, how the fuck do any of you go home at night and accept the fact that that piece of shit got 80 million votes? How? Oh, 80, 81, yeah. 81 million votes. 
Like he can't uh, even talk. Like every time he talks, he's out of breath. He's literally every time the Secret Service leaked that he's at least shit his pants in public two times, possibly three. Fourth of July, nine eleven, and at the Vatican. Well, everybody shit their pants. Well, on I love that they leaked that. I mean, I, did they ever leak anything about President Trump? I mean, the guy is solid, obviously, but we know he doesn't shit his pants. <laughs> yeah, you would just have people on the other side leaking yeah, he that shits he, other people's pants. That he was using government money to cover all of their expenses and go into like the nth degree to make sure all the Secret Service people that did security details got taken the fuck care of. Yeah, they went from staying in yeah. like crappy hotel rooms to like the same hotel rooms that like you know elected officials are staying in and, and for the first time ever they're like oh these bills are fucking outrageous and he's like well we're taking care of the people that take care of us it's the way it's supposed to be yeah those right. are the those are the only stories you ever heard coming out about the secret service and it's one of those things now where you know alan what do you think you you, you hear all this stuff you, you know there's a lot of changes that need to be happening but at the same time we have to hold on to some of those strong things finding where covid came from why the border's been allowed to get this way the rigged and stolen election and where we could move on from this I'd love to see them uh, expose the ridiculous lies of the January 6th committee and that whole event. 100% and and Liz Cheney for I I hope Liz Cheney is is primaried and 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 ousted. Uh, Adam Schiff is, you know, they're going to stick around, but something needs to be done there. I mean, they're lying every day. They're fabricating and 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 twisting evidence and and people's testimonies withholding evidence uh, withholding evidence i mean why are we with why are we still withholding fourteen thousand hours of security camera footage i understand there was a few hours that were just released recently by a federal judge that showed i believe it was the the capital of metropolitan police in the tunnel just walking away and people were just walking in and i i don't know what the significance of that was i didn't look too much into it Hey, you talk about your your uh, elections. You know, everyone's worried about 2022. Yep. Is, uh, what are the Democrats going to do as far as a uh, rigging and stealing and cheating? We know that they're going to rig, steal and cheat. And that's why I've been talking a lot on my show about people locally. Democrats are very good at organizing. Yep. They're organizing their meeting. COVID isn't stopping them from organizing and meeting and they're doing it in small groups. Right. And. Republicans, conservatives need to do the same thing in their communities, need to organize and make sure I'm not saying go out and march the streets with with pitchforks and torches. No, get out and vote and and break the system. And like you had mentioned earlier about poll watching and 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 precinct captains, even more Republicans and conservatives need to volunteer. It's not volunteer. They're paid positions to yeah. get involved to make sure those seats are taken because for everyone that is not taken by a Republican or conservative, they're not going to be left empty. They're going to be used by uh, occupied by a Democrat and who's complicit in cheating, lying and rigging. So it, it we're our own worst enemy yep. because we can all say rah, 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 rah. Well, what are you doing and what are you doing? Well, we need to organize. And that's why you know, people like us, you digital soldiers where where we're on the airwaves, we're talking to people, talking to a lot of people, reaching people. And I try to always say we need to do more because the Democrats, in some instances, that they're outsmarting us with their lies and cheating ways. They're smart and they're very good at it. And they have this they have this motto of seek to fame, destroy their opponent yep. out of fear because their policies suck. They everything that that comes out of a, a, a Democratic 
administration is horrible, as we see. How is this moron, old, senile bag of wind? How did he get 80 million votes? He didn't get 80 million votes. So this is what we're up against. And people I, I, I have I have younger. I'm, I'm 42. I have even family members who maybe not necessarily conservative, maybe they're moderates. But even younger Republicans, they're registered as Republicans. They don't go out and vote. They have no idea what's going on, which boggles my mind. Some of these people are business owners, middle class and we're hardworking American small business owners. How are you not paying attention and want to do something about this? And you're just okay living in your little bubble saying, oh, who's the president? And no big deal. Oh, who's running the house? Who's got the majority? Now they have to work What's twice. They have to work twice as hard now to make the same amount of money under this regime. Exactly. And it just you have your border. Listen, you have your your border situation. My last show I just did. Nobody's talking about fentanyl overdoses nope. and it's all over the CD website. Back to the top I, of the charts. My 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 last episode, which just came out yesterday of the year, I, I went on a it was a two hour episode of me ranting about fentanyl overdoses nobody's paying attention to them 2020 2021 how over a hundred thousand people over the uh between the ages of 18 and 45 we're talking about young americans are dying of fentanyl overdoses uh, due to the fact that they're a lot of them have been forced out of jobs because of tyrannical governing in democratic cities and states forced to stay home a lot of these people maybe have struggled with addiction in the past have relapsed and now is getting drugs in from from laced in fentanyl that's coming from from China or it's coming from India, going to China and then getting smuggled through our southern borders by drug cartels. The Joe Biden has built back better the economy for drug smugglers, human sex traffickers, uh, all this illicit illegal activity that's coming out of the southern border. It's not a talking point. It's not a Republican talking point. It's fact it's happening yep. and nothing is being done about it. But we're going to hire 87,000 IRS agents to go after middle class Americans. And, you know, it was a meme and it was a good meme, but it's true. Why not hire half that amount in the Border Patrol and federal law enforcement down at the border to actually combat and maybe put a stop to all of the crap that's coming in and and literally just clogging the arteries of our country in Connecticut, the state of state of Connecticut. um, I I, in a it was like a from I don't know if it was a six month span. I don't remember. There were thirty two. 32 overdoses of people who smoked marijuana. And it was laced, laced with fentanyl. Yep. I mean, how many people do you know die of marijuana over? No, nobody overdoses on marijuana. Nobody. And it had little small speckles of fentanyl in it. And, and they died. And it's not only illegal drugs, but now yeah, here's another issue. Yet you're running into a problem where people want certain prescription drugs and they're going to online pharmacies. Most of it's coming out of India. Yep. And uh, some of these pills are laced with fentanyl and you know that that gets you into well they outlaw and they they call you a a crazy conspiracy theorist when you when you bring up ivermectin or hydrochloroquine and you know the stuff that works i had covid my wife had covid my brother-in-law uh several other people i know 
and we did the ivermectin, hydrochloroquine, zinc, and Zithromax cocktail. And the, the second day, we were feeling unbelievably better. Good. And then I had people that had COVID and offered it to them, and they did, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, uh-huh. And then, you know, day seven, they're still laying <laughs> in bed like an idiot. And me, you know, day three, I'm up and about, and I'm okay. But these drugs now, you're getting prescription pills. The uh, uh, Customs and, and Border Patrol, they seized over $2 billion, I believe. It was $2 billion with a B. Uh, they call it illegal pres- or counterfeit prescription drugs laced with fentanyl that was tied back, what they say, of 32 cases of them are tied back to Mexican drug gangs. I would imagine it's more than 32. But this is the problem. And Republicans need to step up. Elected Republicans, enough with the talking points, enough with standing behind a podium, enough with selling your books. It's time to start. Like, I like what Matt Gates said. I do. I, I want to see it now. Yeah. I, I like what Marjorie Taylor Greene says. And I want to see it. And for all those you know? people out there who don't think that this is a real narrative and continue to let just people in the legacy media skate by still talking right. about Donald Trump, by still saying Joe Biden's great. By every time shit hits the fan, they Joe show Biden's so great. They show file footage of January six on every <laughs> legacy media talk show just to get everybody all fucking worked up again. Right. Every time you buy into that narrative and you allowing it to be the narrative that controls the news cycle, bodies are coming through, kids are getting lost, drugs are coming in. Listen, over two million people have crossed this border, but in this calendar year, never happened before. It's almost double the amount that's ever happened in one calendar year ever. The people who are supposed to be stopping the drug smugglers, the human traffickers, the sex traffickers, the kid traffickers, all that stuff. They're babysitting these two million bodies that come in. They don't just automatically come in and get released. They come in and they go to detention. They have to get processed. There's a process for all of this stuff. And let's just say there's only 10 border control people that do this job in the last year of the Trump administration, and there's 10 bodies, then probably two of them could watch the bodies and the other eight could go hunt for all the bad stuff. Now, if there's still 10 border control agents and there's 2 million bodies now, well, they're just fucked. You don't really need to be a math wizard to fix it, you know, figure out that problem. Yeah. And that's just kind of the situation we're in. So you have to take it with a grain of salt and, and like, look at the actual numbers, not necessarily, you know, say it's all about stopping the drugs and and saving the children. There are no stopping the drugs and saving the children when there's 2 million illegals being allowed in by this regime. Well, and it's a, it's a tactic that the, the drug smuggling organizations are using is and exploiting. They'll be like, all right, well we're making money off charging these people, you know, $5,000 a head or whatever the number is. We're going to drop them off over here. And then while these guys are chasing their dicks, we're just going to, you know, funnel the drugs through. Mm -hmm. Right. I was just going to say that because there was a time where they were flooding the legal entry point with uh, uh, unaccompanied minors. Remember when that was all through the yeah. news cycle? We're going to send all the kids here. So while Border Patrol is busy doing paperwork, changing diapers and feeding kids, and here's a the stuffed animal. We can go and smug the, smuggle the drugs and the, and the sex slaves through the open areas because Border Patrol doesn't have the manpower to stop it because, oh, well, we stopped paying this. We, we stopped building this big, beautiful wall that's fully paid for. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely it fact. doesn't stop. No, and it, it doesn't. And I think it's one of those things, you know, where we just have to keep trying to get back to 
what the basics are and, and getting this border secure. I think, you know, stopping the uncontrolled migration right now is probably one of the top things. And I, I do like that you pointed out January 6th. You know, it's one of those things where you're looking back retrospectively. Darren Beatty, Revolver News, the National Pulse, Tom Pappard at the National Files should not be the people in this country who are leading the fucking expose on finding out who these FBI people are. Zero percent. How, how can there not be whistleblowers within these three-letter organizations that are calling out the people who staged this whole thing last year that cost us a presidential election? You know, it's one of those things, and thank God for decent journalism in this country and people that are willing to risk it all, you know, uh, and, and not care about what the, what the blowback's going to be because we would know who people like Ray Epps and those other two guys who they've already doxed and the, you know, the Lieutenant right. Bird that killed Ashley Babbitt and those fucking actors that they put up there on the, uh, you know, congressional hearings that they had for, for January 6th. We, we would all be believing it. Spoon-fed deliciousness. So delicious. Very you delicious. Know, it's it, you, like you, Epps is a, I'm sorry, go on. Go, go ahead, Antoinette. I just feel like Epps now, since they're talking about him in the media, they're going to use him as a fall guy for for the rest of the people that were behind it, you know? Yeah, well, if that guy had half a brain, he'd, he'd tell on his bosses in a second because if he's going to be the fall guy for all that yeah. shit that happened and then some of this 14,000 hours of videotape comes out, that not right. only what's already out there of him telling everybody to go into the Capitol and then right. him leading people into the Capitol, but if there's even more shit, he's going to be in jail for a very fucking long time. Yeah. They, yeah. Literally, you know, they the the mainstream media, they had they had a ball with the uh, Lieutenant Bird. He was a hero. He shot a terrorist you know, and unarmed <laughs> unarmed girl. Right. Ashley Babbitt. God rest his soul. The only one that was murdered that day. And then the, the, the mainstream media has no problem talking about that because they can use that as a talking point to shit talk conservatives and show right. that, hey, look, they're all domestic terrorists. Look, that he had to kill her. He had to shoot her. He had no other choice. Nobody's even asking the question like you just mentioned, the outlets, the, the revol- uh, revolver and, and, and all of them about a- asking questions and, and doing the journalism uh, the right way. But now, Ray Epps, how come these people can't be that stupid in the mainstream media? They see it. Mm-hmm. It's obviously that he was what suspect 16 on the list of the FBI list and then all of a sudden disappeared. But why hasn't anyone just even uttered the words and asked the question on mainstream media. This is the sickness, like those vile twats on The View. How come none of those, like Whoopi the Hutt or any of them, have just mentioned the the name Ray Epps? Like, who is this Ray Epps guy? Maybe we need to know more. Chris Wallace, before he decided to sell out and go to CNN, how come he didn't say anything? Or the other one, uh, Stephanopoulos, any of these big journalists in mainstream legacy media, why can't you just ask the question, well, who is Ray Epps? Maybe we need to look more into that. Yeah. It's like if you don't mention it, it goes back to, you know, when you're a kid and you get in trouble and if you cover your eyes and no one can see and you can't <laughs> see anything, that means nobody can see you. That's like what the mainstream media is doing with Ray Epps. That you, the, the footage, the small amount of footage that's out there about him is just unbelievable. And Damn then that me. night, the night before when yep. he's like, He's like, we need to go into the Capitol. The whole crowd around them, all of those big, bad terrorist Trump supporters were like, ah, no way. This guy's crazy. He's fed, a fed, fed. We fed, can't fed. go into the fucking Capitol. <laughs> fed, fed, fed. What the hell is going on? Ray Epps 
He's not in jail. You have grandmothers just sitting in, in, in jail in solitary confinement because they walked around the Capitol with a cigarette in, in their mouth. I mean, come on. The, the people that are that are feeding this, that the, the people that are just eating this, this bullshit that's being fed to them. I can't understand the mentality. You can't stop and question. No, you can't question anything. I get my news from CNN and 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 they're they're unbelievable. They're a great people running this country. It just boggles my mind. It, it it's so frustrating that it, it hurts my soul. Yeah, it's a good point. And, and I mean, if they, you're doubting they, questions, I am questions in science. <laughs> Speaking well, of which, they the, won't answer the questions or ask the questions. It's obvious. Well, know? yeah, because they did it, and they've well, had the perfect excuse for the last year and a half, which is unfortunately nobody likes to cover it. But hello, it's overallly encompassing everything around the world, from real life gulags and fucking getting your property seized in Australia and New Zealand to. Literally throwing five-year-old kids out of a fucking Burger King in New York City. Yeah. It's the scamdemic. And that's been their go-to. It's like stuff goes bad January 6th. Stuff gets worse. New COVID variant. And that's just been the, like, let's take off all the facts, all the real shit that's going on. Like literally 2 million people coming in the borders. Worst economy since Jimmy Carter. You got all this fucking shit going on. New variant January 6th. CNN is hyping up their January 6th special like it's a fucking Live Aid concert from the 80s with like a musically like commercial. And I'm just like, how? How could we be that dumb? But it's it's because we've been spoon fed COVID and an overwhelming majority of the sheep have eaten it up. And what it does is it just bogs down the news cycle to where you have to report the things that are going on because people don't realize it because they need to put 17 masks on before they walk out of the fucking house. You know, and we saw so much stuff over the last couple of weeks. I said the kid getting chucked out of a Burger King. I saw somebody with a fucking mock uh, Top Gun aviator helmet on a fucking plane as their mask the other day. Pretty funny. Takes everybody. It's like a new distraction. You know, you see uh, just so much stuff going on with all this crap. And then the people who are literally running it and dictating the policy have been walking back so much shit over the last like 72 hours. A lot of people have just missed it. First of all, Rochelle Walensky. Uh, talked about some changes that were going on at the CDC. I don't know if you guys heard it, but she was on New Day yeah. two days ago. Let's let's hear hers bullshit. Dr. Walensky, thank you for being here with us this morning. And I want to start with the change in the CDC guidance. They hmm. cuts the isolation period in half if you're asymptomatic. So how did the CDC settle on five days for everyone? Good morning, Caitlin. Thanks for having me. So we looked at several areas of science here. First, the science of how much transmission happens in the period of time um, after you're infected. We know that the most amount of transmission occurs in those one to two days before you develop symptoms, those two to three days after you develop symptoms. And if you map that out, those five days account for somewhere between 85 to 90 percent of all transmission that occurs. So we really wanted to make sure that during those first five days, you were spent in isolation. That's when most of it occurs. And then there is, of course, this tail end, um, a period of time in those last five days, which were, which were we're asking you to mask. But mm. the other things that we were looking at is the epidemiology here. We are seeing and expecting even more cases of this Omicron variant. Many of those cases are mildly symptomatic, if not asymptomatic, and especially among those who are vaccinated and unvaccinated. And then finally, the behavioral science. What will people actually do when people need to get back to work? What is it that they will actually do? And 
if we can get them to isolate, we do want to make sure that they're isolating in those first five days when they're maximally infectious. So, so, so we went from two weeks to 10 days to five days, and now there's even some language on the CDC website that says five days or at the discretion of your employer based on needs. So if you have COVID and you call in and you say, hey, positive COVID test. But we're really busy. Yeah, we're, but, but listen, we need you to N95 it. Come on in because these shelves aren't <laughs> going to stock themselves. You know, it, it's it's fucking clown show what these guys have been doing. And, and the, the fact that they're doing this bullshit during the fucking holidays means it, no one's paying attention. And then you had the king of jerk offs, Dr. Malenge himself, go on fucking the news this weekend. And then he wants to know just what the deal is with everybody freaking out. normal volunteer for a phase one trial to see if it's safe. That's the fastest that's ever been done. That's the good news. The challenging news is that even at that rocket speed, it's going to take a few months to show that the initial safety is okay. Then you go into a phase two trial, which instead of involving 45 people, which we have in the phase one trial, it involves hundreds, if not thousands of people. Mm. That will take another six to eight months to even know if it works. Or the last year so in the United the States. fast as we can go, it's going to take a year to a year and a half to know if we have a vaccine that we can use. There's another <laughs> oh, element to safety. I hear it. laughing. Is if you vaccinate it's someone unbelievable. and they make an antibody response. Look at him lying. And then they Look get at him exposed with his hands. and infected. <sighs> Does the response that you induce a wicked actually enhance <laughs> the infection and make it worse? And the only way you'll know that is if you do an extended study, not in a normal volunteer who has no risk of infection, but in people who are out there in a risk situation. This would not be the first time, if it happened, that a vaccine that looked good in initial safety, wait for it. Actually, made people worse. There was the history of the respiratory syncytial virus vaccine uh -huh. in children, which paradoxically made the children worse. Oh. One of the HIV vaccines that was oh. tested several oh. years ago actually made individuals more likely to get infected. No one's so talking you can't about just this. Go out there and give it. All the oh, stuff that we've been... Scissor me timbers! Thank you, we needed that. It's been a while. All the stuff that we've been <laughs> memeing for the last fucking year and a half, all the people that get canceled off of fucking TikTok and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram for posting this shit that Dr. Fauci mm -hmm. killed children and Dr. Yep. Fauci killed AIDS patients by using them as fucking test subjects for vaccines that they knew weren't going to fucking work in the 80s and 90s. He's talking about on television while he's fiddling with his fingers and being like, well, and it looks good at first, but then, you know... Sometimes it's not. Go fuck yourself. What a fucking piece of shit. Literally. This is the guy uh, that people are literally taking his word as fucking gospel. He's ruining everyone's life. He's break, He's fucking up families, depression, suicide, drug use, fucking up your kids with schools. You name it, this guy has had his dick in the ass of it for the last year and a half. Raw dogging. Nobody fucking cares. Or blinks an eye. I haven't heard one fucking person go and talk about that interview that he did over the weekend at all. Everybody's on fucking holiday break. How, yeah. how protected is this? Well, pe well, people are not listening anymore because they can't stand the fucking guy and his voice. You know, that's why nobody's talking about it for the most part. But how is 
how protected is this guy? Because I'm so surprised somebody has not caught him on the street or like walking in and out of a building and strangled the fuck oh. out of him. Well, he makes so he much has money. A security he's probably detail. Got a whole he had said that at one point. He gets he gets he? a lot of threats, and he does have a security, a federal security detail. I don't know what agency uh, the details from, but he does have a security detail. Well, then there's the whole team that polishes his bobbleheads too in his house. Yes, yeah. the bobbleheads and, and the, fluffs she, the Fauci face pillows. The eight Absolutely. foot picture of himself that he does podcast next to. Ugh. Yeah, remember? Hi, Doctor Fauci. Uh, you asked me if it was real. Yes, it's real. So this guy killed fucking beagles. This guy killed fucking children. Yeah. Yeah, I I understand the children, but the beagles. (laughs) Well, what about this? The the, the scouts of aborted aborted children being surgically attached to fucking rats and growing their hair, their scalps on on fucking rats or mice. He legit is a mad scientist. He is is. the definition of a sick sadist. He's like that Nazi doctor. You know, when they... Dr. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, she called him Malingi. <laughs> and if that, if that wasn't you know, enough, it's crazy. Go ahead. What's crazy with Fauci and this Walensky. So I have a I have a friend who's uh, I believe it's his either mother or mother in law that listens. She's she's sick, sick leftist, and he's not. And she goes on and listens to all these Fauci interviews and, and even I, uh, everything the CDC says. And she he, he told me she has a spiral notebook and she sits there. Oh, God. And even sometimes she will replay it and she takes notes yep. from these interviews and then goes and basically uses that to live her life now against, you know, COVID and everything else. Good for her. But he, he, he said to her, he goes, but what about when they contradict themselves? And her legit answer is, well, they have an explanation on maybe why something is inaccurate. People, this is what I, this is, this amazes me about society. You could just be well-polished, well-dressed, be a complete fucking moron. And as long as the words come out of your mouth, you know, make you sound halfway smart, whether it's you're, you're saying the stupidest things, there are people out there that will take that and say, wow, they really know what they're talking about. Yep. And they will, it, it, it just, it's un believable and they will ignore the fact that this guy tested on children on animals on 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 whatever else he did and they will legit say all of that is a lie he did not do that he is the 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 most respected doctor in the country and 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 the the expert and the guy i don't think he's ever even treated a patient he's been an, a, a, a bureaucrat oh, yeah. medical idiot for what over 40 years and, and this again just goes people people are that stupid that just will will listen to anything if the narrative is is presented presented right to them it's crazy yeah and, and uh you know he doubled down on everybody's hysteria with this variant and the children in the next clip Listen to the wording here because they're walking a lot of shit back in between this Christmas and New Year's right now, and it's really fucking eye opening. Yeah. But the other important thing is that if you look at the children who are hospitalized, many of them are hospitalized with COVID Hmm. as opposed to because of COVID. Ah. And what we mean by that, if a child goes in the hospital, they automatically get tested for COVID. Mm And they get counted as a COVID hospitalized individual when, in fact, they may go in 
for a broken leg or appendicitis or something like that. So it's overcounting the number of children who are, quote, hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. So you can't say that exact same thing and then say About children. Deaths. Well, instead of saying children, saying everyone. And anyone instead of, falling, instead of a broken leg, it's that now. Like you motorcycle said, they're walking accident. it back. Something's coming in there and they're trying to cover their ass. I feel like there's a whistleblower and it's going to be a big one. I, I feel like it's coming after yeah. the holidays and I can only hope because we've gotten to a certain point right now. And, and, and it's almost a point of no return. Yeah. In this last clip I'm going to play on, in, in the COVID segment of the week, MSNBC's Nicole Wallace. Oh, uh, yeah. I, Alan, I know you've heard this because I heard you talking shit about it this week. <sighs> she did one of these shows where they let the people who usually don't go on shows go on shows because it's the holiday season. And listen, this was not on some fucking small-ass podcast that has like 10 listeners. This was on cable television for hundreds of thousands of people. I hope not. But to listen to. This is real life shit right here. Yeah, I mean, Jason, you see how difficult this is for this administration. I mean, I'm a I'm a Fauci groupie. I'm a thrice vaccinated Gross. mask adherent. I buy KN95 masks by the, you know, caseload. They're in every pocket. I wear them everywhere except when I sit down. And I am certain that this is not a variant I can outrun. And and I wonder where you think the sort of conversation is heading at this moment. One of, one of the guys on the panel like looked over to the side. I don't know if he either like had a family member or like a producer there. And he's he, like the black dude with the glasses just like, looks over and he's like, like he's looking at this. He's listening to this lady talking like he can't fucking believe it on the <laughs> channel. He's on giving commentary. <laughs> I can't. I'm oh. a Fauci groupie. I a buy groupie. N95 masks by the dozen, and the only time I don't wear them is when I'm sitting and sleeping. I was I laughed about that part. I'm like, the only time you don't wear it is when you're sitting. Why? Because it's that the virus is that smart. super duper smart virus. I just think everybody just needs to start rolling around in those like wheelie office chairs, and then everybody will be fine. Yeah. Or a just few make, of my, a few make of my every... friends hit me up. So she's got this one girlfriend. She's she's been trying to. She calls her commie carry right she's been trying to get to her for so long and she's she finally started to see the light then she reverted she uh texted her she's thrice vaccinated Mm. and got covid Mm. and she's she thinks it's the unvaccinated that are giving it to her when not even like a week before she started to agree about like all of this is bullshit like what what what's been going on this whole time blah 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 and another friend who got really sick from the vaccination says uh, um, his friend said, you know, uh, he asked him, are you going to get the the booster now? He's like, hell no. He's like, but I recommend that everybody still gets all their shots after he got severely what ill. And I'm like, what hell no, I'm not, but you about? should almost killed me, but you should give it a shot. For real. I'm like, uh, how does this make sense? I can't even believe it. All these people that are fully vaccinated. Oh, and, and you know, they, they're somebody famous, fully vaccinated. There's a headline. Oh, they tested positive for COVID. Mm. It's just. Oh, we've we've seen tons of breakthrough cases at work. Well, that whole that whole thing where they're trying to blame the unvaccinated for giving them COVID. It's like, 
The unvaccinated person would have COVID if they had COVID. Yeah. It's not like I just carry it on my arm and then brush it up your fucking nose so you can get it. Yeah. It's like we were all, all unvaccinated people are issued squirt guns full of Of coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah, And and the only thing it does is beat fully vaccinated, boosted and flu shotted people. Yeah. Weird. And and that's, that's a weird thing too. We're we're also seeing a lot of, uh, well, that's like, like you said, the only people I'm meeting that are getting COVID again are the people that have gotten all their series of shots. Yep. Fully vaccinated boosters yeah. and flu shots. They get sick from the booster flu shot because they get it on the same day. And then, <laughs> then they miss work for like a week. They come back feeling like shit and then get COVID and go back home again. I can't so, believe it. Oh, maybe I will get my shots, get some time off. You stop it. We've held the line this long. <laughs> so Right right before Christmas, my whole my whole house, me and my wife, my daughter, we, we were all so sick. It started yeah. with my daughter and... I wasn't I wasn't going to have her tested or anything. I'm, I'm not. So don't you then, dare. Then add I the got numbers. it. My wife got it. So I had and I had forgotten. I don't even know where they came from. I had two home tests in my in, in the cabinet. So, I mean, I was we didn't have fevers, but we had everything. We had all the symptoms of Omicron and I'm swabbing my nose and I'm doing the test and everything and negative. And then I said, all right, well, we'll wait 48 hours, 48 hours. And uh I took it again, negative. And that was uh, that was like, I think, on 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 day three. And I was getting I was all congested. I was coughing and sounds like the flu. My it. Yeah, my my. So my wife, she had it right. She had it after me. So I said on the third day, I says, you know what? Give me the cocktail. She's like, you know, she gives me that. I take the ivermectin, whatever it is. I take it. I go to sleep the next day. I wake up. I feel I feel better. And then that night. That later that night, it was uh, I think it was the day before Christmas Eve. I was fine. I was fine. And then she started feeling it. But then she she had one day of really feeling sick because she doesn't she doesn't even like to take an Advil. But then the second day she took it on Christmas Day and Christmas Eve. I don't remember what day it was right before Christmas. And she was fine. But literally, I, 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 I thought for sure I was going to pop positive because that's just how how sick I was. And and even if I did pop positive, it wouldn't have made a difference to me no. because, again, Omicron is 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 the cold. But I I tested we tested negative to just there was twice there was a, a negative test. And then I'm looking at all these people that aren't even sick. So my county in New York, the county executive who's on who's today's her last day in office. Thank God she gave other. Twenty thousand COVID tests, free COVID tests. You can go and pick them up, and they they had them at the drop off. And then the local news went there and took a video of the cars. This looked like the the car line looked like it was the parking lot to get into like Ozzy Osbourne's last ever concert because he was, was going to die the next day. Yeah, it was awful. And the weather was shit too and, out there. And the weather was shit. It was raining. All you see cars, windshield wipers. I I, I got the clip. I, I, I'm i going to put it up on my uh, on my social media. I couldn't even believe it. And they ran out of COVID tests pretty quick. I mean, they only had 20,000 of them and they were given three per car. Mm. So every car, when you look, they had like three or four people in them. So then I, 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 had, I had posted my post got deleted. I posted on the thread and I said, all right, you know, big, big news station. I was a local news, a channel 12 news, news 12, Long Island. I said, now in, drive back and start knocking on windows and stick your microphone in cars and ask every car how many of those people are feeling sick or have any symptoms whatsoever. That comment got deleted because, of course, 
I would imagine more than three quarters of the people waiting on those lines for hours, by the way, because people were commenting, hey, I was on that line for three hours and never got a test. They ran out. So none of these people were sick. They're saying 70,000, over 70,000 COVID positive COVID tests uh, cases in New York City over a day because there are these pop up testing sites on the corner and people are just walking up like it's a fucking hot dog stand. Hey, sh- shove this up your nose. Oh, you're not sick. Oh, but you tested positive. Right. We all know I how mean, reliable those tests are, too, right? I saw exactly. pictures of people on social media like oh, I went to the CVS and I got all the tests and they have like literally a bag yeah. of COVID tests and they're like better safe than sorry. I'm like better. What are you talking about? Do, are, do you feel sick or not? That's why I said I'm going to ask for wherever I can get them from the max amount. Either it's my kids' schools or like the ones that the state's going to be giving out. And then sell them on eBay. I'm going to throw them directly <laughs> into the garbage. No, you should sell them, where they sell them to I'm dumb people. Any, no, that's feeding, <sighs> That's like making a fake vax card. Yeah, I guess that's true. It is. I'm not feeding into that narrative. I want to get as many as I can. I want to corner the market on these bullshit tests, and I want to throw them directly into the garbage and can. If, and if you're going to go that far and commit like fraud with the, with the you know, like <laughs> vax cards and stuff, then I would take the home COVID test, the box. Oh, do a box set. I would set. forge Dr. Fauci's autograph on it and nice. then sell it on eBay. This is the Fauci autographed home COVID test. Well, that doesn't, $5, that doesn't look like my signature. That says Dr. Mengele. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Malenge? She called me Malenge. <laughs> all right round and third now heading home last segment we do have kind of a stay exclusive i don't know how many people actually tuned in last night to right side broadcasting and saw portions of their exclusive interview with president trump as part of their uh, end of the year celebration um i think one thing that right side broadcasting advertised all week tried to cover Really wasn't enough for me. We're going to listen to it so you guys can hear it, and then we'll talk about it. They they advertise it as he destroys the mandate narrative. Um, I guess that's up for speculation. Let's kind of hear what happened when they sat down and talked about it yesterday. On the show today, so much to talk about. Of course, 2021 was an historic year in our country. So many things hitting the news cycle from COVID to immigration to foreign policy. But I want to jump right quickly into these vaccine mandates that have been pushed down from the Biden administration and get your thoughts right. on what is the future of you know medical freedom here in this country. Well, the mandates are terrible. Uh, it's a disgrace what's happening. I think that's one of the primary reasons that our economy is doing so horribly. You can't get jobs. People having businesses, small businesses, they're going out of business because they can't get anybody to work. And uh, I think the mandates are a big, big problem in this country. And it has a lot to do with how badly we're doing economically. So we even saw Dr. Fauci kind of doubling down, suggesting Finally, we should have some type question. of vaccine passport to even take domestic flights. I mean, how would that work out? Even talk about disrupting the economy. Uh, I would imagine the airlines would see a, a pushback from that. Well, every business would. And I just think that uh, if you know, if you look at him, uh, I worked with him for a period of time. He wasn't nearly a big factor like he is now under the Biden administration. I did what I wanted to do. I, as you know, I closed our country to China and to Europe, which was very important at the time. And a lot of a lot of lives were saved by what I did. And he wanted to keep it open. Then he realized four months later, he said I was right. And I saved a lot of lives. But 
Uh, it's crazy if he's uh, if he's talking that way about mandates. The mandates are really very, very harmful for our country. And you see what's happening with all of the things uh, having to do with business. Uh, people are mandated and they're not able to go work. And even if they want to, the mandates are a disaster. And they've, they've proven to be a disaster. It was obvious that was going to happen. And there are other problems with it. If people have religious problems. They have medical problems with it. You know, they have a lot of different difficulties. But the mandates are bad. And I say it strongly. I'm very proud of the vaccines. We got it done, as you know, Brian. We got it done very rapidly in less than nine months. It was supposed to take five to 12 years and they wouldn't come up, most likely wouldn't have come up with the right answer. And we have uh, three of them, great ones and great therapeutics. We got a lot of it done, but the mandates are horrible. Yeah, and we were there with you at the White House for Operation Warp Speed. Like you said, you rolled those vaccines right. out in record time. So, um, Well, we saved millions of lives worldwide. Don't forget, in 1917, 100 million people, as many as, maybe 50 to 100, but 100 million people uh, probably died from the horrible Spanish flu. I think we would have been in a very similar position, 50 to 100, if we didn't have the vaccines, you know, all over the world. Mm -hmm. And in the United States, millions and millions more people would have died. It would have been a disaster. So we're very proud of the vaccines, but the mandates should not be be, they're trying to enforce these mandates and it's so bad for people and for our country and so bad for business yeah oh. well there there's a kind of a new take I, I i saw some probably had some key words written down on a pad I, I heard therapeutics in there i wish you would have elaborated a little bit more on that uh we all know you know who's who's listened to the in trump time book uh, about Dr. Fauci and how he killed hydroxychloroquine in the womb after they told him not to. Uh, he went and cried to the news about it over the weekend after they were going to make an announcement on it the following week that it was going to be, you know, basically adopted in as a relevant therapeutic. And then just talking about the mandates in general, st still kind of vague. They, they kind of spun it towards the economy. I would have liked to hear it, you know, more for like the military and probably some of our frontline workers, our heroes that work in hospitals, nurses and things of that nature. Um, but, but, but a little bit of a different take, definitely not as advertised. I don't think he destroys the mandate narrative. I think he's still playing it extremely safe. Uh, yeah, I but think it, he's, I, but I think he, did better this yeah. time and in, in just like kind of being adamant about being against it in general. Do you know what I mean? Cause a lot of people were like, he's not saying it enough. He's not saying it, you know, he's not pissed off enough about it or whatever, you know, everybody's complaining about in regards to this and they have every right to be annoyed by it. But I mean, at least he did say it, you know, but yeah. I would, I agree. I think yeah, he should have elaborated a bit more about why they're so bad and all the people you mentioned and the military obviously because that's a huge issue right now yeah and i, think I, I was I looking at like 240 marines have just been discharged from the military yeah of... and that article went on to elaborate that there are uh, close to 10,000 total who are going to be discharged that are still in line for their exemptions that are going to get denied oh so these are people that have put in exemptions yeah wow. but aren't vaccinated no, I know, but yeah. I mean, like, I'm sure there's probably a decent handful of those guys that are just like, yeah, fuck this, I'm not doing it. I'm like, not going to exempt anything. Just... It was like 9,800 and change. Yeah. So just from the Marines. Now you got to remember, there's five other branches of the military there. And yeah. uh, 
you know, and they're downplaying. They're downplaying all of that. And those numbers were also, just in case anybody wants to fact check, a combination of the Marines and the reserves. I believe it was like, uh, you know, six and change of one and then whatever the rest would be of the other, which made close to 10,000 total in addition to the 200 who were fired this week. And they're doing the lying with statistics thing where it's like yeah, 90% of the blah, blah, blah force is, you know, compliant with the vaccines, but that means that they have pending exemptions too. Yeah. Right. And what are Republicans doing about it? Nothing. What are they saying about it? Nobody's saying anything about it. Nobody's saying uh, uh, that these mandates are weakening our military. And then you have these left leftist talking heads saying, well, I guess there are other people that'll just have to replace them. Also, now we don't have a military recruitment problem that there are just people waiting. I'm I'm vaccinated and ready to serve this country in the Marines, Army, <laughs> Navy, Air Force, whatever it is. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, they, and they, you know, it, they also have turned it into a gatekeeper scenario too, where, you know, these people are kind of in a gray area still with the exemptions and whether or not these mandates are going to eventually hold up in the Supreme Court. But anybody trying to get in right now, it's like don't even bother filling out the application if you're not fully vaccinated, and that may include boosters as the narrative continues and to that's, change. That's really good for you know our fighting force, volunteer fighting force. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. <laughs> Gotta love now, it. Now, do you think? Do you, do you think uh, if if we have a we have a change in in majority, and you know we have a a maybe a, whether it's a super majority or whatever type of majority it is in, in the House and the Senate, both one or the other, that they like Matt Gates says he you know everyone should be having different uh, oversight committees. Is anyone going to address this problem to stop weakening the military, to stop forcing the vaccinations, and to and maybe to grant? These religious exemptions in 2024, if Donald Trump runs for president and if he does, in fact, win the nomination and win the election, will he overturn all of these mandates and say the military, the military does not have to be vaccinated if they choose not to? Like, uh, I guess these are just questions that people may want the answers to, but we're, we're getting rid of members of the military. What are we doing to recruit? The re- replacements, if need be, oh, I, I it, it just, none of it makes sense. Yeah, there's no contingent plan as they continue to try to make them more and more woke as right. well. And I, I and no, well, the replacements are getting you know vagina hats. Yeah, and, and critical race theory training, and, and they're getting their social medias vetted to make sure they weren't Trump supporters because those people will be labeled extremists from the womb, and then they won't be able to be on any kind of unit that specializes in right. using weapons and stuff like that. Like they used to do with people who had random tattoos of something which would be, you know, uh, misconstrued for something else back in the day. Um, <laughs> the answer to your question is even with a supermajority, Joe Biden could still veto anything that the Senate puts on his desk. I know. So, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that unless the Supreme Court overrules or we get such a majority in the House and an overwhelming majority in the Senate, I'm talking 60 something plus seats in the Senate. And that combined effort shows the will of the American people is so overwhelmingly against these mandates. It's the right thing to do to to drop it. And then it would still be Joe Biden's choice or who's ever pulling the strings choice. Susan Rice's choice. Hillary Clinton's choice. Right. So, you know, we're kind of in a really bad spot right now. So I hope these things continue to go up through the chain of, you know, the legal system and get into the uh, Supreme Court soon enough. Um, Trump also weighed in on the midterms. Again, one eye focused on the future while still talking about the election being rigged and stolen, uh, but definitely has to, you know, talk about some of these endorsements he's doing and his involvement with those and and what the campaign trail is going to look like moving forward. Let's hear that. It's going to take off. All right. 
If you could, Mr. President, paint me a, pr a picture. November 2022. See, he messed up too. How paint do these picture. primaries look, in your opinion, and how apart are you going to be of the of all these really important races that that we're going to see? Paint him a picture. Well, well, I'm going to be a big part, and the Democrats are doing so badly now, and they're so vicious with all of their, you know, AGs all over the country and, and uh, district attorneys, uh, all of these people, and, you know, not only in Washington, and they fight such a vicious, disgusting battle. I don't think the people are going to take it anymore, what they do to people. And then you see what's happening with their people with, with such crimes and criminality and nothing happens mm -hmm. to disgrace. So I, I really think you're going to have a big people are just tired of it. I think you're going to have a tremendous Republican victory in 22. And I think you're going to have a tremendous uh, Republican victory for that beautiful White House. It happens to be a White House called the White House. Uh, you're going to have a great victory in 24, too. I really think we have a, a chance of taking back not only the House, but the Senate in 22 big chance do you plan on hitting the road with some of these candidates throwing these mm. uh, these famous yeah Trump? yeah yeah i'm very i've done very well with yeah. endorsements the endorsements yeah. mean a lot yeah. it seems and uh, i think we're 152 or 158 i think now and two you know we've won 158 and two losses which tells you the people are waiting and you know people go up by 50 percent 60 percent 30 percent uh, massive numbers, so it's very important. But no, I'll be uh, I'll be helping a lot of the very good people get elected, both in the House and in the Senate. Yeah, we can't uh, wait for that because you are a big part of our network, showing all of these rallies. And Mr. You know, right after that interview came on, he I don't know why he always does the White House thing. It's so weird. <laughs> clearly, How many people are yelling? He's a racist. Clear, the White House. Clearly, some comms. Because it's to, white. To, yeah, to the anons <laughs> in the room. It's white. Uh, like what? Like, come on, Dad. I don't know if you noticed, they, they call it the White House for a reason. It's white. Oh, it's probably the whitest God, house in the history of houses. Well, you do know it's white. <clears throat> I wish you would have said the George Soros funded district attorneys and oh, AGs. That so would have been so much. That would have been uh, so much better. Hey, if there's one thing we have in his uh, campaign time, it is time. So always looking for new uh, material, and I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot of it soon. Oh, yeah. Unlike Killdog, who had the back end of her interview from earlier in the month with MSNBC released this week. I, I saw, and I just want to mix it up here for the a little bit. The back end? The back end. You know how sometimes, like, uh, Trump, like, when he did an interview with Nigel Farage, they had, like, half come out one week and then the following week. Oh, right, right, We have to do, because they just, you know, they have multiple shows. And they know over the holidays they want to keep people engaged, so... In addition to her watching her cry during her master class, they had this piece of shit to rely off of. And speaking of pieces of shit, Hillary Clinton weighed in on the wokeness that's ruining the Democratic Party right now and taking a shot at the squad. Wait, and what? Talking about some of the sanity. They're eating themselves. That's currently living <laughs> at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. She's doing to them what they did to her. Let's hear how she said it when she weighed in. So what do you see as the state of the Democratic Party you got right some, now? Uh, I think that it, it is um, a time for uh, some you know, careful thinking about what wins elections and not just in deep blue districts where a Democrat and a liberal Democrat or so-called progressive Democrat is going to win. Mm. I understand why people want to argue for their priorities. That's what they believe they were elected to do. So, look, I'm all about... 
um, having vigorous debate. I think it's it's good and it, it gives people a, a chance to be part of the process. But at the end of the day, it means nothing if we don't have a Congress that will get things done mm. and we don't have a White House that we can count on to be sane and sober and stable and productive. How? What is that music? It's like one of those like bad like murder murder shows. Like he <laughs> was, was a quiet man <laughs> and he loved to drive his 1971 Volkswagen Beetle up and down the road. Or as I like to put it, they had the perfect relationship until they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so I looked. I would have to say I put in a hardcore using so many different search bar. That that whole interview up until the midway point was out everywhere last week. We had like two or three clips of it of the, over the last two weeks on our show. It's completely scrubbed from the internet. The only thing you can get from the Hillary Clinton MSNBC interview right now, if you look on Instagram, Twitter, or any of the search engines, is an article that will have transcript only. All the videos are gone. And nobody reads anymore. I wonder no. why. No. Maybe because uh, it doesn't look like the real Hillary. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, there's that too. But but her her one minute of talking points there is something that, that should be really concerning for the people that are elected and in office right now. First of all, she mm -hmm. talked about sanity and non-complacency and getting things done out of the White House. Huge knock at, at Harris and Biden. That's number right. one. Number two, she talked about, hey, listen, it's cool to talk about the things you were elected to when you get to office. Talk about them. However, this whole progressive agenda is derailing the party. And you know she's super yeah. hawkish. You know she's super establishment. She loves the military-industrial complex. And she's super fucking Wall Street. So all of this transgender, critical race theory, you name it, they're woke about it shit, does not register with her. And she doesn't think it registers with the people who represent the Democratic Party right now. Kind of a, you know, if, if you go into just the statistics of what those you know, eco-terrorists, trans-terrorists, all these other bullshit things that they got. They do make up, like, probably the smallest minorities of the party, however, are amplified to sound like the biggest voices. And then you get people that it reflects on, and like Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema, who fucking cringe when they see, like, this fucking, you know, save the icebergs and everything's woke and, you know, <laughs> the icebergs. people with dicks can win the gold medal in the Girls' Olympics and you know, they just don't, you know what, I'm not going to vote on that shit because it doesn't fucking register in Arizona. It doesn't fucking register in West Virginia, so I'm not voting for that shit. And I think she's starting to call out that middle-of-the-pack stuff that we kind of did not too long ago. You want to weigh in on uh, transgender rights? I, I got nothing. I was just sure. <laughs> so you scratching your head there for a second. Listen. Oh, scissor me timbers. <laughs> There's one of them. <laughs> now in our final you clip of the day, and probably one that we haven't heard at all yet that needed to be edited out. You know, Right Side Broadcasting was going to inquire about: Is there any kind of a future run on the agenda for Papa? Let's hear what he had to say when he weighed in on that. He can't fess up yet, though, right? Asked question. Mm -hmm. I personally get. Mr. President, and the most asked question on our network is, will we see a Trump uh, ticket in 2024? Uh, I'm not expecting the, the straight up yes answer, but I want to you know, hear what you, have, what you have to say about that. Well, look, our country is going to hell. Uh, we've never been lower, I think, in terms of esteem uh, and what other countries and their leaders think about us we've never been at a point like this they laugh at us they can't believe what what's happening to our country Truth. You know, we never talk about greatness we talk about 
constantly the environment. You know, we had one of the cleanest years ever in air and water. My final year it was absolutely, you know, beautiful. It was sterling. Uh, but they don't talk about greatness anymore. They talk about anything but our country has to come back. I think you're going to be very happy. I won't make a comment now because uh, I won't because of campaign finance rules and regulations, but I'm not allowed to or everything changes. You know, you have to go to a whole different status. It's ridiculous, but that's the way it is. But I think you're going to be very happy. I think right side's going to be very happy. And I really appreciate right side. And I appreciate you, Brian. I appreciate that. Well, they appreciate each other. Alan, what do you think when you hear, uh, you know, the overall, some different talking points from Trump, but still a lot of the same wholesome material that we hear every time, you know, we hear the kind of uh, maybe the vaccine mandate shifting a little bit, but definitely a little bit harder on the, uh, on the, on the mandates. And then talking about the midterms and supporting these people. I, I, I started to mention it, but we got into a different talking point before immediately following that broadcast last night, he announced that in mid January, he will be holding his first save America rally of 2022 in the Phoenix area. So it's going to be pretty awesome. And a place where he's definitely well received out there in Arizona. You're probably going to see, you know, Fincham there and and Borelli and uh, Carrie Lake and, and Wendy 15 Rogers. Fifteen miles of cars or more. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He, uh, I, I think once he's allowed to, he will be uh, raping our ear holes and souls with <laughs> that he is running for president of the United States. I think he's itching for it for when he's allowed to with all the you know campaign financing regulations and whatnot. Um, you know, back to the first clip when he was talking about the mandates and everything. Go so I, I was talking to a, a, quite a few people about this on other shows. And uh, well, first, I wish he would. I wish everyone would talk more about the therapeutics. It, it's not embraced and talked about enough. We no, know that. And not. a lot of it, obviously, by design and for reason, because uh, some of those therapeutics aren't uh, profit friendly to the big pharma. Disgusting. Uh, no. You know, sons of bitches out there. And and I'll tell you, I, I take I I don't know, maybe I take I have a different view on this. I obviously Donald Trump should be proud as 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 the president that he he was the architect of Operation Warp Speed and that he got these vaccines in less than nine months. And he should be proud of that. He did that as the president. I don't agree with it. I don't agree with Operation Warp Speed at all. I, I think any experimental fluid that's getting shot in you should uh, have a lot more uh, testing and 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 uh, research than just, here you go, it's ready, nine months. We well, have these three great shots because all three of them looked like they're proved to be uh, virtually useless. Yep. Uh, well, in, what in, about in, getting in, us out of the lockdowns and getting the economy back rolling again? I mean, you, yeah, can't, so you can't literally the, keep the world shut down forever because of COVID. Right. Uh, and point. I, the, the, the economy... Obviously, we had the you know the strongest economy when he was president. We need that again, and that's why he's so focused on business because of what the mandates did to these businesses and economies. I mean, I know people who've had who had small businesses they had for for in their family for sixty years, and not even halfway through these shutdowns, they had they had to close. They had to close because they just they couldn't keep up with the bills, and it destroyed so many lives and so many relationships and, 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 and other things. It's, it's, I, I wish people were calling Donald Trump a vaccine salesman after that, after that interview, when he said that uh, he was very proud of the vaccines and they're saving millions of lives. So many people were saying, Oh, he's a vaccine salesman. Trump lost me. 
And this goes back to my point that I've said many times is people need to stop idolizing politicians, hip hop artists and celebrities and whoever else you decide to have a poster of in your house. Stop idolizing them and think for yourselves, question everything. Donald Trump, he was he he was not a politician until he became one. And he knows he has to play a certain game. We Mm -hmm. all know that. We know he hates establishment, uh, government establishment, politics. But he has to play that fine line and big pharma. Of, he hates big pharma. He does. He he does hate big pharma. Oh, that was another thing too. somebody had said, oh, but Pfizer gave him uh, a, a million dollars when he was uh, oh, a, a, a inaugurated as president. And I can't, and I says, well, actually, most of these big pharma companies give money to the inaugural inauguration committee, yep. not to him and his campaign. So there is a big difference there. But of course, that was. And I'm surprised that a lot of people who are, I guess you can call them Trump loyalists now are like, he's got to stop pushing the vaccine. I don't see him pushing the vaccine. And people have to understand that he should be proud of that accomplishment. But I just think it I I don't agree with it. I think it was a failed accomplishment because here we are and the vaccines aren't working. And I have to disagree that has anything to do with the uh, comparison of the Spanish flu. And I don't believe it saved millions and millions and millions of lives. I don't. I just think a virus came. It was bad. It mutated into lesser variants that aren't as bad. And we're entering this endemic and it's going to be like the flu and it's never going to go away. And everyone should just shut the fuck up and live your life. <laughs> yeah, 100 percent. Like we, we say it all the time, like he can be your favorite president. He can be statistically yeah. or historically the greatest president that ever served the republic. And you could still imagine this, Alan, think for yourself and not agree with every single thing he says or the way he says it and still like him. Exactly. But, but I, realize, I love his policies. But, but realize he also has to say certain shit. And I just want people to really think hard and deep about that because there's a lot of layers to all of this. Think about know? all those campaign videos that the DNC is going to put out as soon as he says the vax is bad. Stop taking it. It's fucking over. You'll see all those videos where it's like a picture of Donald Trump. Then they'll show January 6th. Then then the the, the video will go to like a negative and it'll be like, Whoa. and then he's like, <laughs> you have, not only are you all going to die, you're all going to die worse now. And then all the people that initially said that, well, you know, I wouldn't take a vaccine that was produced this quickly. Like, they'll go back to all those videos it's again. Just, it's just the montage. Well, we told you so. Yeah. I, I didn't want to take the Donald Trump drug, and then it's Walensky, and then it's Tony Fauci, and then it's people on January 6th, and it's just every single 24-7. Just imagine what they do now where they literally go out and lie. Sometimes they get sued, they lose in court, and then still double down and lie. You know, you have people like Rachel Maddow's lost in court. The New York Times is lost in court. The Washington Post is lost in court. All these people have lost. Adam Schiff's been literally lying to Congress under oath for five fucking years. Nothing happens to these people. And that's making up their own talking points. We've proved through both impeachments. They'll fucking edit tweets. They'll fucking put verification check marks. They'll do whatever they need to do to get their lies. It was just a little editing. What, there wasn't what? <laughs> any fucking mafia I've ever seen. Yeah, Just you, think about it. They're the worst. They're literally the mafia, like mm-hmm. the mafia. So you, you can't unhear things that people say and go into your ear. You can think about it. But the, again, are we dealing with a reasonable audience when you're talking about the sheep, when you're talking about the progressives? No, you're not. And they're the most vocal and they're the most out there in your face. And then they put that on the news and it makes it look like, you know, Six or seven cities that are having riots in the United States is literally every fucking street in the entire world. And and, and that's just the narrative that they've been pushing down our throats for the last two years. So you have to be able to use your brain, 
have discernment. Yes. Think critically and logically and know that the plan is bigger than the shit that you try to push out is only your narrative. And and that's basically, you know, the way it is. The world works in a whole bunch of different moving parts at once and not only one. Exactly. So question everything. Question everything. Yeah. 100. Nothing is as it seems. Question people. something. Some people just need to question something, anything. Like pick, pick one thing, pick it apart on your own. Right. Dig into it. See what you find. Hopefully it'll come true. Don't use Google, please. No. People brave, still brave, wish in browser, one hand, duck, duck, shit go, in the other. Quant. Just Al- letting you know, people. There's Al- other wanna- things out there. I, I yeah. want to, again, thank you for coming on to our New Year's Eve edition of Steak for Breakfast. It's been a treat. I love spending time with you. You know, we talk a lot either on the phone or, or we're texting during the week. We're always sharing each other's shows. I definitely listen to yours because I love your content, and I know you've said the same about ours yes. as well, and we appreciate it and all the spreading of love we do for each other as we try to just kind of get different points of view out there so everybody can hear them. Believe me, if you go and listen to the Great Divide podcast, you will not hear the exact same rhetoric that you hear on the show. You will hear uh, a lot of America First stuff, a lot of support of Trump era policy stuff. But listen, no one on Alan's show, including the host, Alan, is kissing the ring. And his yep. content is a lot, a lot, a lot from the heart. You hear it in his voice and the, and the way he says it and the guests that he brings on. It, it's really a good, wholesome podcast you guys need to check out. Why don't you tell our listeners again where they can find you across social medias? Well, first, thank you for having me. Thanks for all of those kind words. <laughs> but yeah, listen, be, be really quick. It's important for people out there to realize that that shows like mine, shows like yours, and then shows that we're all yeah, in, in, that we communicate with all the time, like you know, we the people radio and Sergeant and Samurai and Kill the Mockingbirds. There's there are so many of them that we all deal with on on a regular basis. Catalyst Jones and White Rabbit. We're all we all have this different perspective, but we're all about, you know, uh, America first and, 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 and exposing what we can and getting the, as much truth out there as possible, because we tr- shows like ours truly are th- th- the new media. There's nothing motivating us. We're not career paid news actors like these idiots on TV. And that's why it's important for people to get out there and listen to these these in these independent podcasts. We're just regular Americans, all like you people listening that just have views and we're lucky enough to have platforms to share them. But again, I mean, steak for breakfast. It's one of my favorite shows. I listen to you guys all the time. You're oh, and no, we don't agree on everything, but we're in, we're in the same ballpark. We all want the same things. We want the, the, the swamp trolls to be exposed. We want the, 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 the truth to be heard. And we're all in this together as digital soldiers. And I just, I can't thank you guys enough for having me on again. You're uh, you guys, you guys are always great and always are spitting, spitting the, uh, spitting the truth. As far as for me, you get me on rumble. You get me over at the great divide. 1776.com. It's the web, the website. Everything's at Spotify, iHeartRadio. I can't upload on YouTube now. They hate me, but I'm I'm pretty much across every other audio podcast platform you can think of, especially Rumble. Go subscribe to the Rumble channel, the Great Divide Podcast. That's me. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year to you too, sir. And we'll be live linking all those in the show description today. Awesome. Not to mention all those places that you can listen to podcasts. You can listen to The Steak for Breakfast on just about every downloadable podcasting platform as well. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Podbean, Google Podcasts, FM Player, and now iHeartRadio. Subscribe to the show and rate it. 
leave a review, and don't forget to download, listen, like, follow, and share Steak for Breakfast content. Show credits today, pretty easy. Alan Jacoby, host of the Great Divide podcast. Thank you very much for joining us and uh, for all the content you helped provide today. In addition to some of our digital uh, soldiers out there working hard and holding the line, Cagbro88, Patriotic Babe and her accounts, Mr. Garbaggio.private, Christina Bob of OAN, Mike Crispy, host of Red, White, and Truth, Right Side Broadcasting Network. Special announcement coming from him next week, and Tom Pappert, the editor in chief of the National File. Friends, American owned and operated small businesses are our favorites and our partners. My pillow. Everybody loves a humble pillow farmer, and I think Mike Lindell is the humblest of them all. Use promo code STAKE at checkout for big, big savings and the biggest sales of the season as we wrap the new year. It's going to be at mypillow.com forward slash STAKE or via the telephone 1 800 658 8045. Odyssey, top tier ear gear. They've got everything gaming, potting, in studio recording, you name it. They've got specific headphones for it, even down to different gaming consoles, PlayStation 5 and Xbox. Amazing. You get what you pay for at Odyssey.com, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay ready, gear. You could even melt a some plastic down with a picture of Alan's face on it. Seal carry holster with sunglasses. New Year sunglasses? Absolutely. <laughs> Can't wait for our show description today. StayReadyGear.com. They're on Facebook and Instagram as well. Man rubs. Making anything with uh, man rubs tonight, Noah? I'll be lucky if I sleep tonight. Yeah, same here. We're having prime ribs. I think I might uh, dibble dabble a little man rubs on the outside, get a little crust going. Don't mistreat your meat. Manrubs.com, Facebook and Instagram as well. West Coast Survival Arms. Go give Mike a visit. Walk out with some kind of firearm after you fill out the appropriate paperwork and wait for the time that it takes to get one. He's a licensed FFL. He's a five-star rating. He's at westcoastsurvivalarms.com via the telephone, 619-870-6992, and on Facebook Messenger. Mediocre Medic. We love first responders that uphold their oaths to the Constitution and don't pull kids out of Burger Kings. I'm pretty sure that those guys don't shop at Mediocre Medic. Assholes. Yeah. But for the ones that do... They love all the gear there. Mediocremedic.com, Fire IG. And last but not least, Dumpbox.us, home of the Zero Fucks Duck. Go visit Mark. Go waste some money. They've even got some new Fuck Joe Brandon patches that I'm sure all of our listenership would just love to have. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram as well. Upcoming shows. We're going to be back here on uh, Tuesday. We've just picked up an interview this morning. Fish Burra, kind of a little bit of a celebrity status right now. He's working with uh, one particular House representative who we won't be talking about, but he did spend an extensive time on War Room, and he's going to be talking to us about the overallness of the movement. In addition to Patrick Witt, Amanda Milius, endorsed candidate running in Georgia 10, and Casey Warninski running in Alabama 5. Next Friday, we're going to have Bradley Lanning on from Pennsylvania One, in addition to our guest host, That Southern Dude, and Mostly Peaceful Memes. That Southern Dude got retweeted by Junior again today. Nice. Gotta love him, and Mostly Peaceful is always up there getting retweeted as well. The following week, we'll have Kelly Cooper on Tuesday the 11th, and Hannah Kirkpatrick will be doing uh, guest hosting duty. She'll be coming back from the UK. The following Friday, 114, Amanda Milius. 
rest of the show slot is cleared. No one else is even going to touch that one except her. On the 18th of January, episode 100, Nick hopefully will be here. Listen, we don't want to get into specifics, but if you are a praying person, pray for him and pray for his family right now. They're going through it, and they need some loving. In addition to him, we'll have Norbin Laden and Geisha Montes for episode 100. And on the 21st of January, we'll have Linz Piper Loomis looking to primary Nancy Mason, get her the fuck out of there, and Bo Hines running in North Carolina 7. Friends of the Week. Noah, you're my friend of the week. Aww. In addition to Let's Go Brenda, Truth on Draft, The Calling of Esther, The Duke of Memes, Sublime and Slime, That Southern Dude, Mostly Peaceful, Madam America, Dank Elvis, Snack Nicholson, 2.0, Snack.Nicholson as well. Don't forget the backup, Noah. You remember what it's called? Uncharted Territory. There you go. Nice. What I mean to say, period, in between each word, and pubertos. Guys, between now... I'm going to make a dad boomer joke. And next year, there's a couple things we ask you to do. Number one, happy new year to everybody listening and those who don't. I guess you call them the haters and the losers as well. Let's go, Brandon. I'll agree. There you go. Do your own research. Super important. Alan stressed it today. Just about all of our guests and co-hosts who come on do. Our narrative is not the narrative. It's a narrative. And the only thing to do to elaborate on that is to do your own research. Start a podcast. Alan, you could probably attribute. Super easy. Number one, cost yep. no money. Number two, you don't have to do anything. You just throw it together whenever you want. Hit the live button, and then it's a podcast, right? You don't have to go to work yeah. with two hours of sleep ever. Nope. And if you're not a leftist asshole and you're going to start a, a, a good podcast, you could reach out to people like me and the guys at Stakes, and we'll help you. We'll help you. We love to help yeah. everyone. Imagine that. So, so you're saying at us or something, right? I'm actually podcast tech support. Oh, there you go. Amazing. Well, I guess the only thing left to say besides that is let's see what happens. This has been episode 95 of the Steak for Breakfast podcast. And on behalf of the pod crew, I'm Roan. Noah. Adios. Happy New Year. Antoinette. Bye, guys. Happy New Year. God bless. And our guest host, Alan. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year. And take care. And I'm not even bitching. I'm trying to understand why I'm the worst communicator. Worst. Do a better job. Get your ass together now. I'm serious. I suck. Hang it. They're freaking killing everybody. Everybody's in a trance. All right, let's go to rebroadcast for a while. I'm serious, man. I'm two inches, folks, from walking out here forever. Can't do this anymore, man. We're in a damn war. They're murdering everybody. It's funny. Well, I don't think it's funny. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind should old acquaintance be forgot and the days of old lang syne 
For old lang syne, my dear, for old lang syne, we'll take a cup of cheer, my dear, and the days of old lang syne.